0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program has been brought to you by Fairway Market. Like no other market, a New York City institution that sells the best local, national, and international artisan foods for prices that can't be beat. For more information, visit fairwaymarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
2: Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. In the studio today, I'm very, very happy to... Actually, I had to take the last couple of uh, couple of weeks off because... You know what, man? Those bars just don't run themselves. And uh, we're going to be talking quite a bit about that today with one of my really good old friends, Jim Kearns. We have worked in the past together not only at uh, Prime means, but also in on other projects like as far as like event work and stuff like that and like you're you're a very busy dude man.
1: <laughs> I always seem to
2: be yeah I mean you you you've been killing it. Uh the thing is uh I can't think of any other person in the industry that works as hard as you do. <laughs> I can think of a couple. I don't. Old, I don't know. Old don't Nick know. Jarrett's a pretty hard well, guy. True. That, that guy. True. That guy defies nature. I don't know how he
1: does <laughs> it. I. I don't need a lot of sleep, but I don't think he needs it at all.
2: <laughs> uh, I, mean, I would. I, I'd mostly agree with that. Yeah. Well, so you've got a new project. Uh, opening up right now. Like, uh, do I ever. This week, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay, I want to preface this real quick by saying <laughs> that I uh, have been in New York City for about seven, eight years now. Um, a good buddy of mine. Ken Paris, uh, great painter. He's done some artwork for me. He's painted one of my guitars. Awesome. His, his one of his good buddies, Greg. His parents own the Museum of Sex, and I was like, dude, I've never been to the Museum of Sex, but <laughs> I was always intrigued by that. Is any man <laughs> any <would> red blooded <laughs> man of any sort? <laughs> but, but now there's a bar, this great cocktail bar opening Absolutely, up. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Uh, well, uh, yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of New Yorkers that say I haven't been to the Museum of Sex, and uh, we are uh, trying to bring in New Yorkers. We want we're a, we're a street level bar. We're open before the museum opens as a cafe, uh, and uh, we close well after the museum closes uh, at two o'clock. So uh,
2: yeah, we are we are open t- to the public and. So- uh, so, just full on. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool, man. And, like, I know that, yeah, we, I had uh, Anne Louise from uh, Pernod mm-hmm. Absinthe on mm-hmm. about a month ago. Oh, cool. And uh, she was talking about the new formula. Mm-hmm. And I know that there have been a couple of private events there. Yeah. Um, and just Monday, they, we were talking about it before, like, a month ago uh, on the show. About the the new formulation of Pernod Absinthe, and they had the launch party for that, the relaunch, or however you want to call it, uh, on Monday at, yeah, at it was Play. Great. The bar is called Play. Um, actually, it's a great name for a <laughs> bar a really sex museum. It really is. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah. So you guys have had some friend, friends and family nights so mm-hmm, far. Mm-hmm. I know you're probably having you're having one tonight. Mm-hmm. And then when do you actually? Uh, we
1: are actually open to the public tomorrow night that's yeah. so this is awesome. this couldn't be time better <laughs> it's like,
2: <laughs> but it's it's uh it's it's really cool to have a venue like that, especially you know as far as like other events and other places like uh venues rather uh to to hold great cocktail events and, and have bars and like it's 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 become like a thing where for instance like uh, if, uh, Oh, yeah, well. Let me back up a little bit here. Just recently, mm-hmm. you were at the Nomad,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and there's like a resurgence of cocktail bars mm-hmm. in in the hotels, like hotel bars. Yeah, which back in the day was like that's where you would go to get a good cocktail. Right. Of course, you know, that was that was a place. It wasn't like a freestanding bar to be a hotel bar. Mm-hmm. But I, I love this idea of uh, a lot of museums starting to actually have, you know, just going along with the progression of. Restaurants opening in in great museums. Now it's like it just goes with the same style, like it, yeah. the same progression of like opening a great right. cocktail bar. Sure, I think you know,
1: I if you open a food and beverage program now, and I mean, I think a lot of museums are embracing that because uh, it's just it's another great outlet in a way to sort of promote the museum and the restaurant. They kind of work together. It's a great combo. Um I actually say every day I go to work and I think about booze sex, and art, and, <laughs> and I get paid for it so uh couldn 't be a whole lot better there but i it's 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 actually i don 't know how you could open a uh restaurant's uh food and beverage operation in this day and age in New York without having a serious cocktail program so it's it 's just it 's a matter of seeing you know this thing that we all started on eight, nine, ten years ago, just sort of broadening and broadening and getting to the point where it's just something that people expect of a program when they go to a
2: place. Now, to go to go back to that, like the, the last time, I, I love that we're actually getting to talk one-on-one here because last time you we were on the show, which was about maybe a year ago. <laughs> it sounded we were doing, like a rock band in a hotel room. Oh, my room. God. <laughs> Yeah, it pretty much was. It was uh there's probably like 10 people in the yep. studio, which I think is probably we probably hold the record for the most people in the studio, but it was for the Tiki All-Stars night. Um I think well what what I was what I was thinking about with this is that you know, like you said, you know, you can't really half ass anything these days. Mm, no. You know, every hotel, every even you know even retail stores. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a very sharp dress man. You're like, you can't see this on the radio show right now, but he's... he's, he's <laughs> As he's, he's, are you. I love a, the Canadian tuxedo today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you wear three pieces of uh, really fine wool suits, but I, I wear three different types of denim. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the uh, the thing is, like, even, like, with retail stores, like, clothing stores, like, there's always, like, a cocktail program, like, like with opening nights and, like, different, like, parties and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know. Hell, even like my band played last summer at the John F. uh place, and yeah, like, Willie Shine and like Demetra awesome. Zanega yeah. like did the whole cocktail program for it. It was like crazy. It was like a retail store. But, like, but what I'm trying to say is like there, it's now it's become, and thankfully for us, yeah, seriously, absolutely. like that we actually have uh, not only for yeah. us but for everyone that you can actually go somewhere and expect you have there's there's a higher level of, of yeah. expectation
1: everyone yeah it's like everyone who likes good stuff can actually go out and get it now and i you know I, I remember when i opened my well with phil ward him saying new yorkers love cocktails and it really is true i think you know like, people go somewhere and if they know that it has a cocktail program they're really into it and i mean
2: yeah you know, we yeah so okay, so let's talk about this for a second like I, 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 I before we get like too too much into this, what is the enchilada about?
1: <laughs> the enchilada was uh it was a really funny name given to uh, a drink that was uh basically there there are all these sort of shots or drinks that uh, bartenders drink behind the bar that really don't go across the bar because they're just meant to sort of be shared between us and um, the enchilada started basically as a a little uh, shot of beer basically with lime and salt in it and uh, it was it was funnily named i think by by adam ramsey i think he i think he came up with the name for it but basically it was like the idea of having a chelada which is lime beer and with a salt rim but all in one glass so it was
2: enchilada (laughs) <laughs> and like, so it was like you put the lime like and the salt an, in the beer in, and you slug. Yeah, and there you go. I always thought it was like an inch tall, chalata. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, we started off my well and Kevin Denton and I had a, this thing where we would uh, basically we we called it the nickel beer. So we would just take a little a little chilled glass and split up a Modelo, and uh, nice. <laughs> it was perfect because it was like, it was a great bartender drink because it was a cold beer that was always cold because it was so small.
2: Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's great. I love that. Yeah. It. So okay, now now we can get, <laughs> now we can get serious again but uh so the uh going back to the uh the the bar play which is opening tomorrow um there is it's kind of like steeped in a lot of rumors and mm-hmm. there are a lot of uh there are a lot of like there's a lot of expectation mm-hmm. and a lot of uh uh like at least for well, i mean like everyone I've talked to and especially for myself it's like I have like some pretty high expectations of this place. Knowing you yeah, and knowing I, the bars well, that too. you've and like and <laughs> I always I always say like "Goddamn, like Jim Kearns if he's working there, man, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, you know. You've you've like uh you've helmed a lot of Really, uh, the the top shelf bars in in New York City. I've worked a few places. Yeah, you worked a few places, <laughs> and uh, but but the uh, can you tell us uh, can you tell us a little bit about like some of the the different techniques or like the bar like the cocktail style is going to go into this. Uh, place?
1: Well, we it, it's funny. I just I it, it's I I love coming up with cocktails, but um, oftentimes when you're just working and executing cocktails in a bar. Your time to do that is limited, and I always love working with you because you would always just say, let's bring it to a place of let uh, coming up with a drink. Let's, just, let's make something with this tonight. And you'd pull out some bizarre-ass bottle, and we'd be like, okay, fuck it, that can be a cocktail, sure, why not? And uh, what I've discovered in the last couple months since I've been at play is that if I have two months on salary to just come up with drinks and workshop and have fun and play, I mean, that is really the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the theme of the place
2: pun intended. and
1: uh, pun <laughs> absolutely intended. It's the theme of the place. It's what we do. And it's what I've been doing. Uh, I really get a lot done. I come up with a lot of stuff. So um, we've got uh, a 24 cocktail menu launching It is an ambitious thing, and uh, what we're doing is uh, we're going basically from sort of more linear, classic inspired cocktails uh, all the way to molecular, weird stuff that uh, we're, you know, that that is, uh, I think, really unique and maybe hasn't been done before or isn't done a lot anyway. Um, So we have a, a, the menu is divided into uh, three sort of the cocktail list anyway is divided into three sort of groups of eight cocktails. So there's Demir, Curious, and Kinky. Um, Demir is like the classic inspired stuff. (laughs) Uh, Curious is kind of in the middle, and Kinky is the the really weird out-of-the-box stuff. And um, I really, really feel that uh, if you give people a lot of options, um, they tend to sort of blank out. if you direct them to some extent and you give them kind of guidelines or, you know, a, a, a sort of way to understand the menu, they'll digest it better. So that's kind of the goal there. Um, the Some of the stuff we're doing is like a mushroom-infused cachaça with tomato water and fish sauce cocktail, for instance. I mean, Sounds we are awesome. embracing umame and savory in a huge way. And that's a that's a real directive that uh, both myself and Brendan Spiro, who's the masthead producer, <laughs> kind of god of the project, <laughs> have come up with uh, as we've workshop cocktails and gone out and done R and D. Um, and it's uh, I think it's something that's not done enough in cocktails that people you know really that it's it's something that drink can do and it can it, it can accompany food and and kind of just do a lot more than, you know, just sort of like having cocktails that are sort of in in the sort of aperitif or dessert kind of mode. You can have drinks that read in a slightly different way.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I I feel like there's, man, I, I hate to be this dude to say this, but. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about actually, like when we worked together, we definitely talked about this a lot. But like, there's like strong classics. You yeah, know? of course. And you know, we're always tweaking those classics.
1: Yep. If you don't have a root in the classics, it's like it's like any other medium, you know, where you sort of you think, okay, well, to do, to do music, you have to know theory, but then you have to know when to break with theory. You have to understand totally. what the structures are. And use those as templates, and then eventually you can kind of... Absolutely.
2: And it's even like, like you said before, like Phil Ward, he, he calls it playing Miss Potato Head. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like changing out, like, you know, you take it, like the format of a Negroni, mm-hmm. for instance. You can change out, you've got gin, Capari, and sweet vermouth, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. You take that base spirit, like gin, you can swap it out with bourbon or rye. You know, then also you've got like a Boulevardier. Mm-hmm. You can take that Campari, which is your bitter, and swap it out with something else. Like, say, you know, Chinar, Bitter Truth EXR, or something like that. Then you take that Vermouth, change it out for something like Lillet, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it, but you know what? That formula works every time. What's cool about this, what, what we've talked about mostly in the past is, like, taking those formulas, but kind of, like, putting them off to the side, knowing... Right, the respect that we have for them, mm-hmm. but uh, but then like going over here and go to the kitchen and being right. like, "Hey, man, yeah, what do you have over here? What yeah, for me,
1: exactly. Um, yeah, it's like it, there, and I love going to the kitchen. I love that like, that idea of kind of suggesting a food stuff in a drink. So, I mean, there are a couple of those." Um definitely toward the kinky side of things on the menu. <laughs> um like I've got like a almost like a duck two ways kind of sidecar. So it's a sidecar, but I'm fat washing uh cognac with uh duck confit fat and herbs de Provence, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm doing uh candied orange peel and an orange uh oleo sacrum, which is like a very Some duck larange. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, it's like a, yeah. It's, it's like duck larange, exactly. Um, there's uh, going to be Coke and Popcorn. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't like that?
2: You know, that that kind of like, that kind of wears me out because I think about like uh, Coke and Popcorn in, in like, especially with the Museum of Sex. Like <laughs> exactly. makes me think about like one of those theaters yep. that we'll talk about that here in a second. <laughs> the <drink's laughs>
1: called Drive-In Saturday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, as it should be <laughs> <laughs> as it should be called But uh, let's uh, We're going to take a quick break We're in the the uh, show So uh, let's take a quick break And we'll get back To talking about play The new bar that's opening up tomorrow With Jim Kearns Back in a moment in It'll knock you down Hit you straight on
1: your knees The Dallas show You are listening to Desperate Man by Brothers NYC. Give it lock to our Heritage Radio Network. And even when the tricks don't track a covering
0: be a desperate man.
2: And we are back. You're listening to The Speakeasy, and I'm just, again, I have to say that I'm very, very happy to have my good buddy, Jim Kearns, in the studio today. And I'm so happy to be here. Dude, I'm. I, you know what? It's been too long. Yeah, I, but I really understand has. because you've been like opening up <laughs> this new bar. And the thing about uh, opening up a lot of, uh, uh, like, opening up bars or restaurants or any business in general... Is that uh, you don't have enough time to play? But that's the great thing about this bar. It's like, you know, well, first of all, because it's played, you know, it's called play. But uh, but some of my favorite bars, and I know you and I feel this way pretty heavily, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about it so much, man. Yeah, we have. We've done a lot of shop talking, like after hours, you know, like or even like when we're on the job, Mm -hmm. talking about how. Like what? What the perfect bar might be, right? You know, and you know, even though you and I have worked in the cocktail, like the kind of button-up cocktail world, mm-hmm. a lot, you know, for a, a many years, we always agree that the that our favorite bars and our favorite kind of bar is mm-hmm. the place that you're just sitting there having a beer and a glass of whiskey. Like we are, it's like we're doing right <laughs> now. This is my favorite bar right now. Right, the, the Speakeasy Studio. Um, but like, there's a certain thing. There's a certain way that you can approach making a bar happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that that is kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. And that is by just making sure that people are having fun. Right. You
1: know yeah and uh we have so many opportunities for that There, you know we we sort of view the project as uh like a, a maker's community in a way like we have guest cocktails uh done by artists of, of various disciplines we have two of them launching uh within the month one of them is by a guy named bart hess who's very into textures and tactility and uh We had a plate specially fabricated for this drink that you're essentially intended to lick off of the plate. Uh, It feels like alien embryo skin, and yeah, it's (laughs) such an odd experience, and it's so intimate to to lap something up. I don't think I don't know if I'd ever done it before I started prototyping this drink. Uh, we also have uh, Bampas and Parr, who are these, uh, this duo of artists out of uh, London who view themselves as, uh, they call themselves, jelly mongers. Um, so commonly they do architectural jelly molds, and they will like build uh, j- cityscapes. Like they, they did the city of London in jelly, in alcoholic jelly, and uh, hacked it up with sashimi knives and served it to people. So they're doing a what? project for us called Crush Porn, or with us called Crush Porn because, again, it's about collaboration and play. Um, So the Crush Porn project is where we get archetypes, celebrities, et cetera, et cetera, in, and uh, we film them uh, crushing grapes with their feet. First they're given a uh, foot uh, cleaning, then they're given a foot massage, a pedicure, and they get this whole foot pampering treatment. How do I sign up for this? I
0: mean, I, I, I...
2: no one wants to have any like grape juice off my feet, but I'm I'm down for the massage, man.
1: Yeah, man, I need it too. I, I more than anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are the one of these the most. So yeah, Emily Baltz, who's the uh, creative director uh, behind the project, and uh, she she's a food artist and she's tremendous. Is hooking up all these artists and I, they're I, I, curating. You know what?
2: That's the thing it's like I I heard mm-hmm. I, I i definitely heard about her. Like, mm-hmm. Just Absolutely, it, like cre- yeah. she's a creative director, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Her and Brendan,
1: uh, you know, and and Dan Gluck, who's the owner of the museum, are like they're, they're such enthusiastic uh,
2: supporters I've heard of this that project. In like, there, like, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I've heard that it's like visually, just like tremendous, just yeah. weird and awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and uh, so, anyway, yeah, we're curating this whole roster of people to have come and uh, crush grapes to make this drink that Bombus and Parr have uh, engineered. And uh, what's going to happen is you're going to get like a little video monitor at your table, whether it's an iPod Touch or what have you, with the cocktail that you've chosen to drink. Someone's foot juice, essentially. <laughs> it's <laughs> From, kinky. It's on the yeah, kinky part of the exactly. Right? Exactly. Well, crush porn references an entire genre <laughs> of porn. It also references foot fetishism. So yeah, you have all of that. Um, that's kind of what it's all about. We're, we're into playing these cheeky little games where, you know, you, you may read something on the menu as like being this, this drink and then you get it and you are completely surprised by what you're getting. And there are all kinds of opportunities for interaction in the place. There's, uh, we, are, uh, we have all these artist-altered books. It's a library format bar. Um, but the books have been sort of altered by artists. Some have and some haven't. And so you might open one up and find uh, like origami or whatever. And then it sort of inspires you to maybe have that same interaction with the with the books in the place. And um, I think the drinks are a lot of fun. I think the program's a lot of fun. It's really exciting.
2: That's awesome, man. You know what, man? Just when you think that everything has been done mm-hmm. in the bar scene... Then something like this comes along. I, I'm so psyched to go to it. You know, and first of all, like, you know, I uh, I think there's a, you know, like, I, I haven't been there yet. But, like, I...
1: That's going to change, I, I worked
2: at one... Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> probably going to go there, like, right after this. Awesome. Um, you're doing a friends and family, right? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I'm a friend and family, right? Yes, you are. All right, cool. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go over there after this, then. But I remember, like, one of the first bars I worked at in New York City, and uh, I just, I, I remember, like, meeting this girl that was, she was, like, a, I, she was an escort. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell are you doing in this weird little Japanese <laughs> bar that I'm working at? And she's like, eh, I'm hanging out. Hanging out with this dude, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm, I'm kind of sidetracking a little bit here, but I was like, what the fuck? Okay, so it was kind of like a mind blowing experience because I was like, okay, so you're you're hanging out with this dude, you're going on a date with this dude, and she was like, dude, I'm going to the museum of sex, I'm taking this dude there, and this is before I even met anyone that worked at the museum of sex. And she was like, yeah. It's like, we're going on our first date. And I was like, wait, but you're going to swear. And I'm like, wait a minute. What the hell's going on here? And she's like, no, this is actually a dude that I'm going to date. I'm like, "Date? this is a fucking weird city, man. (laughs) It takes a weird city to fucking open up a bar in a fucking sex museum. Yeah,
1: it does. And it's we're we're so articulate and trying so hard to like get away from that what, what people I mean we work in the in the restaurant yeah. industry so we traffic in the 13 year old boy sex joke kind of thing and we're trying to pull it away from that and make it more about sensuality and experience and kind that's of that's exactly right it's, it's, that's it's exactly what it sounds like it, 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 so much articulation goes into presenting the concept it's
2: really uh, it's really interesting dude I, I love that I love that I mean especially Especially like what we we're talking about before it's like well actually well what we we're talking about before the show um you know there are so many cocktail bars that are snooty and then there are other bars that you like we'd like hanging out at mm-hmm. that are just like beer and shot places mm-hmm. you know well every bartender actually likes going <laughs> to the, the beer and shot joint i've been asked what yeah. my
1: favorite cocktail is before and yeah. said, or after work cocktail anyway and i've said a beer and a shot sure. every time
2: every time <laughs> across the board that's what everyone says but dude I want to go to this place just because, like, I i mean, I feel like it's my scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be everybody's scene. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. Dude. Yeah. I mean, there's there's also... Uh, I, I had an emailed question in from the radio station earlier. It was like, do you use... Dildos as muddlers? <laughs> no, we are not doing. <laughs> we are
1: not doing penis straws. We are not doing booby necklaces. We are not doing <laughs> dildo so let's, muddlers. Let's, let's squash. There that is, head. yeah, there is an amazing that I always call it the Apple Store of sex shops. Uh, there's a great gift shop attached to the museum, uh, and it, its I strongly encourage anyone to go check it out because there's a lot of really nice stuff in there, and it's presented very well, and it gives you a sense of kind of how we're presenting ourselves as well in that we're, we are attached to this entity, and people are going to come in with certain expectations, but we are not that place where we're going to get into the cock and ball jokes and that kind of thing. <laughs> are there cheeky games? Yes. Are there fuck bars in the bathrooms? Yes. <laughs> but we are not We are not that corny place that's ever going to do that kind of thing.
2: You know what? Getting back to the... Because we only have a few minutes left. But getting back to the actual bar set of it, because mm-hmm. that's what this show is about. Um, I'm really, really psyched about this. Not only... Because I want to go to this awesome bar. They, you know, I, I I trust your your management style and your mixology style. Well, and thank you. we've been friends for a long time. That's, that's and flattering because I feel the same way. Well, thank you, thank you, I, dude. I can't wait to come get some of those drinks I, and just I, and also check out the place because, like, God, I've I've heard like so many good things. Like even before it's even open. Yeah, it's so beautiful. How, yeah, exactly. But what I'm also really psyched about is the fact that every time like every time we talk about the the progression of bars Mm -hmm. on this show and just when you think that we've like hit the certain like kind of ceiling Mm -hmm. it's like we just blew the roof off of Mm -hmm. it and it's like you can have a an awesome fucking kick ass you know what? I'm just going to sidebar this real quick. I love the fact that we can curse so much on this show. But <laughs> continuing here, uh, yeah, and go curse you, on the radio. <laughs> that you can actually like there there's there're like no boundaries.
1: No, and it's about well, it's it's also about finding where those boundaries are and eliminating them. And I I love the juxtaposition of high and low. I love the the ability to kind of tweak boundaries and play with them and kind of fuck with people's heads a little bit yeah you know I mean this this place I hope will do that I think it will uh, uh, when I opened I opened Gold Bar um, in 2007 and it was kind of a great thing to see like okay this is a club venue but at the same time we have this amazing cocktail program and we're really doing artisanal fine crafted stuff here and, and that, was, that
2: was it was pretty progressive yeah it really was it really
1: yeah. was and so it's just taking all this stuff and doing it in different venues and with you know project directors like we've had on this thing. I mean, this has been a very long genesis on this project. Uh, there's it's just that the concept has become so exciting and so well articulated and so fun and so boundary breaking. I'm really really excited about it.
2: Well, you know what, man, I, I will say this that Jim, you've you've been at the forefront of so many of the cocktail movements every like tier of it you know you've you've definitely like pushed a lot of boundaries with a lot of different places you know and it's not necessarily just the the way that the way that it was like curated from like a group but like you've definitely like kicked a lot of ass <laughs> on making some bar programs happen and just like bringing out new ideas and for you know, for the world, we're very you know. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just, gonna, just gonna go on the you know, speak on behalf of the world. We're very thankful for that. And dude, I you mean, know, like, just in the same way that like that you have, uh, I will say, like, brought it to the world for the the clientele that the customers and everything. You've also brought it. Or like the enchilada. So <laughs> well,
1: I I love the idea. I, I've we, my parents got me into food. Yeah, you know, I love the idea that you can go to a really like hole in the wall like Thai or Vietnamese place and have an incredible meal. And certainly, of course, you can go to a fine dining restaurant and have an incredible meal. But you don't necessarily have to be in some kind of like highfalutin place to have that kind of experience. You can you can actually eat amazing things. Everywhere, and if you know where to look, and I've always loved the idea since I got into the cocktail movement that if you go to if uh, if you go to a good bar that's well run and well curated, you should be, be able to have either a great neat spirit, a great wine, a great beer, a great cocktail, and those are all things that we've really, really embraced, and and great food too. We have the chef Ben Roche out of Chicago, uh, who worked at Moto, and he's. Amazing! I would encourage anybody to look up YouTube videos of him because he's hilarious and creative. Oh yeah, I've seen him. Man, great. He's phenomenal. His food is great. So I feel like this is the concept that I've you know been interested in for so long, where it's just all things well
2: done and it's not fussy. It's just good, dude. You know what, man? I'm I'm, I'm going to definitely come there, like <laughs> at, at least you know like three times this week awesome but i want to say like in parting that this concept like this is like kind of a higher concept than a lot of people have ever done yeah you know i <laughs> mean very. very much so right yeah and it's just so it, it's I, out of the box and I, I feel like like all the time on this show i always say like i well, I often say that it's just like such an exciting time. Mm-hmm. It is for food and it beverage. Is. It really but, is. And I, if I say that every week, <laughs> man, we're going in the right direction. We man, are. Because it's we always really more are. and more exciting. We are. And I, I just, I, I'm, I'm so proud of you, man. And Thank like, you so much. And I'm so proud of like this, this opening. And I'm, I can't wait to go hang out there. And man, it's great to have you on the show again. Thank you, man. I'm, please, I'm happy
1: to be here. Please I really come appreciate back.
2: It. I definitely will.
1: We've talked about this so many times. I I'm know. so happy to I finally know.
2: be here again. Well, that's that's the thing. It's like the studio is always open. You know, awesome. So that's it for the show today. All right, go visit Play. Where is it? One East
1: Twenty Seventh Street. Uh, we are adjacent to the Museum of Sex. We are uh, basically between uh, the Gershwin Hotel and the Museum of Sex uh,
2: bookstore sh- book gift shop. Killer. god damn it come back sometime we're we're, you know what i want you to come back like in three months fucking a man absolutely i I want i want to get the the recap man
1: we didn't even get to talk about the fun of opening nights and all the all the glitz and glamour that that goes into this oh yeah i would
2: love to come back and do that yeah we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how uh well at least we will hear how uh, worn down uh, Jim Kearns is <laughs> after opening up this crazy place but uh, until then cheers buddy salute that's it for the speakeasy you've been listening to Jim Kearns and I don't even need to tell you my name <laughs> Mr. Damon Bolte
1: thanks for listening to this program on Heritage Radio Network.org.